The Midwest Crime Files is an unscripted true crimes podcast. In it, we discuss heinous crimes and how they are committed. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to the Midwest Crime Files. I'm your host, Gina. And I'm Chris. We're here to tell you the stories of small towns and the heinous crimes that changed them forever. Finally got our new recording equipment. Yes. So we apologize for our unexpected little hiatus. Yeah. Um, And I'm sorry if the audio sounds a little weird right now. I'm still trying to get the hang of our new equipment. So just bear with us and hopefully I can get you guys the best quality possible again in the future. Yes. But absolutely. We're, I'm so happy to be recording a live episode finally again, though. Yes, absolutely. Like it, so it, it feels like it's been like another break for us. I know. And I don't like well, that. Well, it kind of has. Well, it's been like, what, two weeks? Yeah. So we are going to be releasing two episodes this week. Um, this episode is going to be released on Tuesday, and then you'll have a regular scheduled episode on Wednesday yep. to make up for our little hiatus. Yeah. And once again, guys, we apologize so dang much, but... Thank you guys for sticking with us. Yeah, the fur babies are to blame, but we like them anyway. Yeah, I'm not very happy with the fur babies destroying <laughs> my my brand new equipment, so I have to buy new equipment again. Again, yeah. Oh well, I think this record. I think this setup is going to work better. So this week's story is secrets and lies: the murders of Bart and Krista Halderson. Bart and Krista Halderson of Windsor, Wisconsin, enjoyed a quiet life with their two sons. The couple married in 1994 and welcomed Mitchell in 96 and Chandler in 98. While the boys were growing up, Krista was a stay-at-home mom and Bart had a successful career as an accountant. Once the boys were older, Krista returned to the workforce as an administrative assistant for an automotive company. Their sons were now young adults and seemed to be doing well for themselves. Then in 2021 a tragedy rocked the family and their community this is more of a recent story than we usually do yeah it seems like normally our stories are a lot older Older. like from the 70s and 80s and stuff like that right by 2021 mitchell was engaged in working in the technology field younger brother chandler was attending madison college studying for an it degree Chandler had a girlfriend of two years named Kat and was working for an insurance company from home throughout the pandemic. Chandler's parents were ecstatic when he announced that he had been offered a job at SpaceX, the organization owned by Elon Musk. Which I was a big fan of until kind of recently. I don't know. Elon's got some devious things behind us. Whatever. Keep continue. Yeah. Continue. So as Chandler began making plans to move to Florida with his girlfriend, he continued to work from his parents' home where he resided. Just months before he was supposed to move to Florida, Chandler fell down a flight of stairs. So there are pictures showing him wearing a neck brace following the accident. But it was kind of weird. He told his family that he had a brain bleed, a hematoma, Spinal damage, nerve damage affecting his legs and preventing him from driving or flying, and that he needed a colostomy bag. Like, I can understand some of those. 
from falling down the stairs, but mm-hmm. why a colostomy bag? Yeah, it didn't make sense. And it's not that he had one. He told them he needed one. That's really weird. It, it's just a really kind of strange. And then, like, there's pictures of him, and he's wearing a neck brace. But other than that, like, he, Is it just... he's walking, he's talking. He doesn't appear... Is like it one severely of those, injured. Is it one of those like the soft braces or? Yes. Oh, so like, okay. So it sounds, yeah. It, it's just kind of strange. But yeah. because of these injuries, Chandler had to pass the job on the job at SpaceX because he couldn't fly or drive. Okay. I mean, if, if that's the, if that's the truth, then okay. I understand that, you know. So he decided he was going to remain living with his parents in Wisconsin. Bart and Krista were loving and supportive parents, but they were growing pretty concerned about Chandler. Although he was working full time, albeit remotely, he never seemed to have any money and he was never paying rent and just not really like taking responsibility for himself. According to Chandler, there had been a mix up with his paychecks. He claimed the insurance company had him down as an hourly employee instead of a salaried employee. Then he explained that the company had the incorrect direct deposit information on file, so that's why he wasn't getting paid. Finally, he said that the back pay owed was so much that when the company finally paid him, the bank thought it was fraudulent and rejected the the deposit. Now, any one of those on their own, I could understand, but you don't get hit like the, with the triple you know yeah like i'm sorry that that just seems very like suspect at this point right and bart worked as an accountant so he was like yeah no this doesn't sound right like they wouldn't reject the deposit even if they thought it was fraudulent they just put a hold on it like it it didn't make sense they put a hold on it and contact you and be like hey right we're we had this big deposit coming in were you aware of it and then we're going to call the people to make sure it's the right one legit yeah on July 2nd, Krista Halderson failed to show up for work. This was highly unusual unusual for her. She was very reliable. Her coworker and friend began to worry and tried to call her many times, but did not get a response. Finally, he went to the Halderson home to check on Krista. Chandler was there and explained that his parents had left the day before to spend July 4th weekend at their cabin in northern Wisconsin. Chandler explained that there's poor cell service up there, so she probably didn't receive any of the text messages from her friend. Although it was odd that Krista hadn't informed work that she wouldn't be in, it was pretty believable that her and her husband would go spend the holiday up at the cabin. But it was weird that she didn't, like, request off or anything. Right. And especially if they've got, like, this is their son right yes yeah like especially if i've got a freaking son that's being a deadbeat i'm getting the fuck away for a little bit yeah so over the july 4th weekend chandler celebrated with his girlfriend cat and her family they enjoyed fireworks they used her family's pool and they just had a just a great weekend cat stated that chandler was able to exercise his legs in the pool which was helping him to recover from his injuries from falling down the flight of stairs She said they had a good time. Nothing seemed off. Chandler told her that his parents were up at the cabin and would be back Monday night or Tuesday night. After Monday and Tuesday passed without Bart and Krista returning, Chandler grew concerned. On Wednesday, July 7th, 2021, 
Chandler filed a missing persons report on his parents with the Dane County Sheriff's Office. He explained to authorities that the couple were picked up by another couple, so they didn't bring their vehicles to the cabin. He said another couple who he didn't know came and picked them up on July 1st and took them up to the cabin. I'm sorry, but no matter where I'm going, I'm driving my own vehicle just in case I don't want to be there anymore. It's just kind of weird. Like, it's their cabin. Why would somebody else drive them up? Right, and I I understand, like, carpooling and stuff like that, but this is just me personally. I'm, I'm driving myself. Like, if we go to a party together, I'm bringing my own vehicle just in case I want to be like, hey, we're leaving early. Yeah, so Bart and Krista's vehicles are both still at the house. And so that was Chandler's explanation as to why. Chandler said he did not recognize this couple. He didn't know them. As the search began, Chandler went door to door asking neighbors if they had seen anything and they had not. And there's actually like footage from different people's like ring cameras of him asking if they've seen them or did they see anything or could they check their ring cameras and see if it saw anything. Yeah. Um, But he really came up empty. Chandler shared a text message he received from his mother upon her arrival at the cabin on the first. However, Mitchell and his fiance drove up to the cabin where they were met by law enforcement. The cabin's yard was overgrown. Everything was locked up. There was no signs that anybody had been there in quite some time. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So they weren't there. Right. I mean, I know like you could leave and stuff or maybe you just didn't take care of the lawn. But like they said, no, there was like you could tell nobody had been there in a while. Right. There was no tire tracks, nothing. There was some dust on the bottle. Exactly. Authorities started to become suspicious of Chandler at this point. Just as Chandler had canvassed the neighborhood, the police did too. They collected the video and images from the ring cameras and security cameras in the neighborhood. After reviewing all this footage, it was apparent that Bart and Krista never left their home on that Friday. Though one of the videos you could see flickering from the Halderson's fireplace on Friday afternoon. Oh, shit. It's July. Why is anyone using their fireplace in July? Maybe they wanted to roast marshmallows. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, let's not be all weird about it. Like, how many times do we have fire pits in the backyard during the summer? In the backyard, but not in the house. Maybe they don't in have the a middle back- of summer. Maybe they don't have a backyard. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, it's weird as shit. But I mean, maybe somebody just wanted a s'more. Maybe. Chandler's girlfriend, Kat, and her family were also questioned. They were very cooperative with the investigation, and they explained that they wanted to help Chandler find his parents. Kat's parents said they were surprised a few days after the July 4th holiday when they saw Chandler back at their farm. He was walking out of a wooded area. He told them that he was there to use the pool again to exercise his legs, but he was dry. He hadn't been in the pool. Yeah, I think I know who done it. Police decided to search that wooded area and they made a grisly discovery. They discovered a male torso. In the meantime, Chandler was being questioned by law enforcement about the lies that were just not adding up. 
He eventually requested a lawyer, which, of course, ended the interview. But police could now prove that he had lied to investigators about his parents' whereabouts because they were never picked up by anybody on Friday. Like, and I think that's something that we're going to see, like, moving forward in, like, true crime documentaries and stuff like that is the amount of digital information that's out there now. Yeah. From just people that have no, like, no clue what the hell that their ring camera picks up. But it picks up, hey, this guy was not here, or hey, there was a creep walking around, and my ring camera just kind of turned on for just a second. Yeah. And that's enough to prove that, the, like, it's... Oh. It's very interesting how technology has changed and it's so getting, much. it's getting me more interested in true crime. He was arrested for providing false information about a missing person. So that is what they could arrest him for at this point. So that they did... Two days later, that torso was positively identified by the medical examiner as Bart Halderson. Chandler was then charged with murder, dismemberment of a corpse, and concealing a homicide by hiding the body. But they still didn't know where Krista was. So when you say just like a torso, are we just talking like no arms, no legs, no head? Correct. Oh, so it's just like true, like just torso. It's not just like upper half, lower half kind of thing. Right. Oh, shit. I mean, enough for them to tell it was a male, but that's about it. Damn. Kat still believed Chandler was innocent and she was standing by her man. I'm sorry, but that's not the time. But here's the thing. When I say she was standing by her man, she was. She was being cooperative. Because she believed he was innocent and she wanted to help prove it. So she was very, very cooperative. And she told investigators they could download the data from her phone. So they did. Kat had been suspicious that Chandler may have been cheating on her. So he often would, she would often track him through Snapchat. You know how you can click on like the locations and stuff? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So... A couple of days, um, actually, I think it was July 3rd, um, she had actually screenshotted his location and saved it to her phone because it was not where he said he was. Like, he said he was working or something, and he was not where he was. So she had actually taken a screenshot of his Snapchat location on the 3rd. God, damn, like, it's, okay. So police found this screenshot, and... It showed Chandler's location to be near the Wisconsin River. Upon searching the area, police found partial remains that belonged to Krista Halderson. So she was trying to help him and actually... Oh, she fucked it. Like, it not well, fucked she helped him. him find his parents. Yeah. And it it's just like, proved that he was the killer, God, too. Damn, like, damn, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Damn. Be- all because your girlfriend, like, because you were cheating on your girlfriend. Shouldn't have cheated, dude. And, or she suspected you of cheating. Right. And I'm sure he did at one point if she was suspicious. And she was just overbearing. Or not, I wouldn't say overbearing, but. Just not yeah. a healthy relationship. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it at all. With Chandler under arrest, the investigation into Bart and Krista's desk continued. On Chandler's phone, police found numerous Google searches between June 30th and July 8th for several disturbing topics, such as woman's body found in Wisconsin, body found in Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin dismembered body found. He had Googled that. 
Krista's phone, which was used to text Chandler, was found inside the Halderson home. So obviously she didn't text him. Of course, we already knew that. Right. But they could prove it now. Near the area where Bart's body was found, police found a pair of scissors, a saw blade, and handles appearing to be from a pair of bolt cutters. Oh, damn. So that's what he used to get rid of body parts. To dismember them, yep. One of Chandler's friends told investigators he had given Chandler a rifle as a gift in June, just a month before. The rifle was his weapon of choice on the first-person shooter games that he liked to play, so he bought him a real one. It was determined on autopsy that Bart Halderson's uh, was shot by the same kind of gun. Yeah. That's how he was shot before he was dismembered by a gun matching the one that we knew Chandler had but couldn't produce. But he didn't know where his parents were. The weapon was later found hidden behind a board in the barn on Cat's parents' property. Damn, like you're just pointing everything in your direction now. Mm Mm-hmm. The weapon was positively identified as Chandler's and was a positive match as the weapon used to kill Bart Halderson. An autopsy was unable to determine Krista's immediate cause of death. She probably was shot too, but we don't we don't know that for fact. So get pissed off at your parents, shoot them, chop them up. All because they're trying to make sure that you do good things for yourself. Right. Damn, like you had every like you had a job at SpaceX. Oh, but did he? Oh, but did he? Oh, don't lie to me. Police also determined Chandler had been living a life of lies. Chandler was not a college student. In fact, he had flunked out of school a long time ago. He had no degree and was not part of the IT program. His father had called the school the day before the murders, pretending to be Chandler and learned the truth about his son. Chandler was not working at an insurance company either. He spent his days online playing video games. And that is why he couldn't get his paychecks, because he did not have a job. And he never had a job at SpaceX either. He had made that up and conveniently fell down the stairs, in air quotes, because he would have to move and he had to come up with a reason why he had to, couldn't move. Jesus Christ. Yep, it had all been an elaborate scheme. He never had any of those medical conditions he talked about. He had been sending himself emails from school and the job he pretended to have. Yeah, whenever you said that it was one of the soft neck braces, Mm -hmm. like, come on, guys, that's like scam school 101 of faking an injury. Like, that's one of the first things you do or wrap your, like, arm with, like, an ace bandage or your ankle, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and so whenever you said it was a soft, a soft brace, it's like, come, oh, d- damn it. Well, and like, again, the colostomy thing, like as nurses, I guess we're thinking about that more than probably all of the listeners. But like, that just, doesn't even make sense. And, no, because I, I have never heard unless you're paralyzed. But even then, like, that doesn't mean right. th- that you're going to get colostomy well, and he back. was still walking. You know what I mean? Like, it just didn't make any sense. And then what kind of nerve injury do you have where you can't fly? 
Right. That doesn't make sense. I could get driving because if like, you don't it, have sensation in your legs, right? You know. Right. To, but I, it just didn't make any sense at all. Well, it it would. I think it would. It would have made a little bit more sense to me if you would have said like I had a catheter because like maybe I bruised like kidneys or my bladder or something on the fall. But like right. a colostomy is just that's over the whatever. It's a, okay. Well. Okay. 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 Yeah, it just didn't make sense. No, not at all. Um. Serve. Surveillance footage showed Chandler buying a tarp and 20 pounds of ice at a local store. That's just eerie. It's one of those things where like, you know, you go up to Walmart with duct tape and, you know, crazy things. I I saw something on Facebook where the guy's like asking, hey, do you have a crowbar? Hey, do you have a hammer? Hey, do you have trash bags? Do you have chloroform? Yeah. It's like, damn, dude. Like... (laughs) Can we ask for the more... Or like you buy I still ropes, wanna... chains, and condoms. <laughs> That's just a good night. <laughs> but yeah, like, so this surveillance footage showed him buying the tarp and 20 pounds of ice. The tarp was found in the garage at his girlfriend's parents' home. The scissors and saw blades that they found were found to have blood on them that matched both Krista and Bart. And the fireplace that was flickering in the neighbor's security cameras contained over 200 human bone fragments. I want to know, what did you need the ice for? Presumably to, like, preserve them for a minute. If you're gonna, like, but if you're just gonna dismember and burn them, I'm not worried about, whatever. Like, I guess that I'm picking at straws at this point. Right. Like, I'm just, there's more than enough evidence already to convict this motherfucker. Yeah. But they, god damn, like, were you going to do some Dahmer shit? Like, oh, or some, like, oh, I'm just going to eat you, some brain. I wonder if he had planned on, like, burning him piece by piece in the fireplace and then realized it takes a lot longer than he. Damn, but who doesn't fucking, who, like, why didn't you clean it out? Yeah, I don't know. Like, this is, like, the worst of the worst of the worst kind of fucking... Not only did you, like, was it patricide, you also fucking are dumb. Yeah, he really is. Detectives found blood in the basement of the Halderson home, as well as evidence of a cleanup. The prosecution theorized that Chandler had shot his parents in their home, brought them to the basement, and dismembered their bodies. The last text message sent from Bart's phone was to Chandler, and it said, quote, ready when you are, end quote. And it was sent what shortly before when it is believed that the murders occurred. Bart had learned that his son was lying about his education and job the day before the murders and had planned a meeting with the school himself and Chandler, who was continuing to say he was in school. So he was texting him to say, ready when you are, because they were going to head over to the school and Chandler was going to have to face the music. Like, this is a recent case. This is 2021, guy. Like, in my mind, I don't get how, like, how people are still this dumb to think that this kind of crime, like, you're not going to be the first suspect. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not looking at anybody else at this point in time. Like, oh, I had a family, like, they had friends come pick them up to go to our cabin. And the cabin was locked, overgrown, and showed no signs of anybody being there. Right. But your dumb ass is like, nope, that's what happened. Can I have monies now from 
from uh, life insurance and whatever's in their bank account. Right. All because you wanted to fucking play video games. Well, and he couldn't go into that meeting without the rest of these secrets being revealed. And basically, he didn't want to face consequences for the fact that he was just lazy and wanted to sit around and play video games all day and not do anything. You know, he was a con man, basically. No, that's not. No, 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 no. Con men are smart. <laughs> well, con men are smart. True. Like, I'm sorry. Like, a good con man is a good con. Like, they're smart. It's still wrong, but they're smart. Yeah. This is just somebody being lazy as shit and getting caught up in every fucking lie that they possibly could. Yeah, that's true. So eventually the police confront Chandler with all of this like overwhelming evidence against him. And he doesn't exactly admit it. But what he says is, quote, you don't know the whole story, end quote. And then later he said, quote. Oh, please tell me that he was, the, oh, they were physically abusive and mentally abusive to me. Please, please tell me that that's not where we're going with this. Well, he never elaborated. He went on later to say that he, quote, didn't feel bad about what he did. Like, quote. I'm sorry. That's like, that's dumbass criminal 101. I killed my parents. Why? Because they were abusive. Granted, there are times when that happens. Right. But it seems like every dumbass that does this kind of shit is always like, oh, they were physically and verbally abusive to me, blah, 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 blah. They made me get a job and fucking go to school and I just want to fucking be lazy. And Like, good God damn, guys. Like, if please come up with a better fucking story than, oh, they were abusive. Right. Well, and he kind of alludes to that, but he never expanded on that. And then, like I said, he made the comment that he did not feel bad about what he had done. So he never fully confessed but basically Chandler Halderson opted for a speedy trial which began in January of 2022 the prosecution presented overwhelming evidence implicating Chandler as the killer along with the forensic evidence Halderson's medical records show he had gone to the ER for a head injury was diagnosed with a mild concussion and given a neck brace but required no further treatment so all that's just so, BS. I mean, but he did have a concussion, kind mm, of. So he said. Well, I guess. I mean, you could really get anyone to diagnose you with a mild concussion. That's true. Honestly, his lies all came out at trial. His brother testified that his parents had nearly one million dollars in life insurance that was to be split between the two boys in the event of their death. So I have like this is a good question. Okay, so. Chandler was the one that killed him. Mitchell would get all of it. I Okay, but would... I'm just wondering if the um, insurance company would still pay out, though. Since they it, would, unless there's a specific clause. Like, sometimes there's suicide clauses and things like that. Um, now, they would not pay out to Chandler, and they would not pay out to Mitchell if they thought he knew anything about it. Right. Okay, I just... I, like, I didn't know how that would go with, like... A sibling carrying the like in patricide, like with the sibling being the one that killed him. Like, do the other siblings get the money, or is it just likely? Yes, but each policy is different, right? So, there may be a policy you know specific to that. Um, Kat tearfully testified against her boyfriend who she had tried to help and then actually was one that sealed his fate. God, just because you were fucking dirty, like... There's a picture of the piece of shit. 
Yeah, he looks like a fucking turd. The defense team really did not put on a defense. They didn't call any witnesses, and they mostly gave statements such as, quote, what you don't know is evidence too, end quote, which confused many. So they really didn't present any defense. They basically just said, you don't know the whole story again. Well, and that, okay, that's fine. Tell the whole story exactly. or, or not. But the fact of the matter is, is I've got the weapon that we could prove was used on the father. The scissors and bolt cutters that were that were proved to be used in the dismemberment of them, body parts that are found in a farm and in a river, and bone fragments found in a fucking fireplace. So blood in the basement. So how about this? Refute that shit, and then we can talk about how fucking pissed, like oh how mommy and daddy treated me. Right. Once again, I'm not. And they so, never I'm actually not, made an allegation. Right. But I'm, 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 I want to... Which is weird. I want to like, be clear. Just... I'm not saying that there aren't people that take, you know, stuff into their own hands. I get that. We've seen cases where... This is just not that case. This is not that case. No, it's Like, not. I'm sorry. You're a spoiled rich kid that, like, and I'm, like, mom and dad had probably been, like, helpful to you your whole life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and try to help you out. But you weren't ready to fucking let go. And you just wanted to play fucking Call of Duty or whatever fucking first person shooter game that you wanted to play. Yeah. And that's it. Which is fine. I get that. But goddamn, you're, how old is, what, 25? Uh, no. He was born in 98. So, like. 21, 22. Yeah. Something like that. Like, fucking Christ. 24. Like. 20, 23. <laughs> Somewhere between the age of twenty and twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Our math is bad today. Our math guys. is bad today. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, I get it. Like, people don't really know what they want to do after high school. They don't yeah. know if they want to go. Like, and I am, I, I am a f- firm believer of people taking a break after high school. You know, take a break. Don't go straight to college. Live your life a little bit. But fuck, if all you're wanting to do is just sit in mommy and daddy's basement. And then you get pissed off because daddy found out that that's all you're doing and not telling the whole goddamn truth. Right. And that's the reason, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Nope. I am with you 100%. And unfortunately, I mean, the defense didn't really put on much of a defense. So this leaves us wide open for appeals. Um, It took the jury two hours to deliberate and find Chandler Halderson guilty of both murders. He was sentenced this year to life in prison without the possibility of parole. However, it is expected he will appeal this. And because his defense really didn't put on a defense, he'll probably be granted an appeal. And that's fine. But once again, as the prosecution, here's all this evidence I just laid out in front of it. Refute that shit. Right. Refute that. Yep. So that is the story of Bart and Krista Halderson. This was another um, listener recommendation. So thank you, Good. listeners. Great yeah. story. Yeah. I mean, we, like. I mean, terribly sad story, but a good story for, to yeah. do a podcast on. Yeah. I mean, and once again, you know, guys, if you want any of the information that we use for any of the stories, we do have our blog still up at www. <laughs> dot the midwest crime files dot com you can see all of the information that gina uses to write her stories and all of the sources and also see pictures of all the like victims and the people that are prosecuted 
And now that we are back up and running, we will be getting some Patreon exclusive yes. episodes coming your way too. Yes. So and patrons, thank you so much for to our Patreon patrons. Supporters. I am so sorry that we gave away your guys' content, but we were <laughs> we were in a bind. Well, and that's the thing. Like, even though we have released some of those, there are still plenty in that vault, right. and there are more to come. Right. So, if you want to be a Patreon supporter, not only do you get access to that, plus, like, we have some other things on there. We have um, an email that was written to me by the girlfriend at the time of a murder we yep. covered, and um, I think that we're going to post the Scott Endicott letters in there. Did you have um, a Pravesh's mom? Or not Pravesh? Praveen. Praveen, yeah. Did, did any of that correspondence make it on the pot, the Patreon at all? I haven't no? put any on there yet. I mean, we're going to be doing um, more more stuff. I, yeah, I, for sure. Like, for me, it feels weird, but like the two weeks have kind of given me, like I'm invigorated again. I'm ready to get going. I'm ready to start doing this. Like, more yeah and be prepared for some more facebook lives coming your way um i'm also thinking about possibly buying a camera and maybe we do this as a youtube series too where you guys can see like the behind the scenes kind of all the shit we have to deal with do we want to pick our patreon sweatshirt winner sure okay i'm gonna go to this list Chris cannot see it. There are 13 of you, so thank you all so very much. Um, and I am going to ask Chris to pick a number between 1 and 13. Six. Six. Rebecca Hood is the winner of Woo-hoo! our Patreon Rebecca sweatshirt. Hood. So Rebecca is going to get a sweatshirt midwest crime files i will reach out to rebecca to get all of her information thank you guys so much for being a patreon supporter you have no idea how much we appreciate it we appreciate you guys we also appreciate every single listener that we have and we hope to keep this going and yeah let's get cracking again yes absolutely bye guys bye